I hope you're strapped in and strapped on. Just hanging out. I was always, like you said, the sex friend. 20 first dates in 2019. The guest mentioned this thing and I was just really curious if you wanted to try that. About him taking the initiative, so fucking hot. Hey folks, it's us. Um, by us, I mean me, Em, your normal sex essentialist podcast host. Hello, it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. Um, and today I am joined um, by the other half of the us, uh, Janae of My Naked Mindset. Uh, Janae, I have been on your show twice, but this is the first time you're joining me on Sex Essentialist. Feels like it's way overdue, so super excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Em. I'm very pumped about this. Yes. So for uh, those of you listening who have tuned into my appearances on My Naked Mindset, which I stand by this, it's like the best podcast name I think I've come across. Um, you know, I think we talked about cuckolding. We talked about 69ing, mutual masturbation, anal who knows what that's always <laughs> always comes up for me. So um, if you haven't checked those out, definitely go over to my deep mindset and listen to those, um, you know, first or not totally fine. And then obviously we'll get back to how you can find Janae's content uh, here at the end. But Janae, since it's your first time here on Sex Essentialist, as you know, my usual guest hazing ritual, <laughs> not actually <laughs> – not actually, but kind of, uh, is for guests to start us off by sharing um, a funny or embarrassing or iconic or whatever sex and or dating story. Um, I feel like you must have at least a few. Um, so why don't you kick oh, yeah. us off with that and then we'll get into um, just hanging out. I'm cool with that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So I had to think about this because you are right. I do have quite a lot. But one <laughs> that came to mind was actually this was quite recent. My partner came home and he was like, he had told and he doesn't sext ever. And I'm like, I'm we're still working on it. And I'm like, I really, <laughs> really want to. And so it's kind of a struggle. But anywho, so he was like, I've been thinking about this all day. And he like almost starts to sex. And I was almost like, holy shit, like this is the chance. Like I gotta, I gotta take this. Yeah. So take it and run with it, literally. So <laughs> comes in and I'm actually still working. And he's like, No, you're not. And I was like, Okay. Said, okay, so, daddy. I right, hear you. <laughs> literally. I literally was like, okay, let's go. So <laughs> He's like rummaging through his his top drawer. And I'm like, what is he looking for that could possibly be in there? And then I don't even know what he takes out because we had like the mood lighting. The I think it was red light or I don't know. I can't remember what color, but. Okay, we need to revisit more. that because we talked about that yes. when I was on your show and we yes. haven't talked about it since. Okay, so we'll come back to that. Keep going. So, so one of the lights were on. So it was a little like dim lighting, whatever. So, you know, we kind of start to get into it. And then he, like, he's tying my arms behind my back. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. Kinky. Um, <laughs> so, but then I was like, what was it? I, I still didn't know what it was. And then, like, a after we had the sexual experience, it was a long sock, like a, like a dress sock. And I was dying laughing about it. So, anywho, so one of the funny, awkward, weird parts was... I really like to use my hand when I'm giving a blowjob. Like, I feel like it's like, it's a necessity thing. Like I can't just use my mouth. Like it's, 
It feels yeah. weird. Logistically, I do think a hand is a much – It's a, I think it's a much-needed component. Yes. So I was – you know, my hands were tied by my back. I was struggling a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're, like, kind of doing doggy on the floor. So he's so kind enough to put, like, a blanket or, like, a pillow underneath me so I don't, like, ruin my kneecaps. Yeah. Very the sweet. Very gentle. Part, <laughs> very gentle. The funniest part was I literally had my head, like – on the ground because I couldn't you don't realize how much you need your arms when you're doing doggy because your head like it was just like my head was like tilted on the ground and I literally was like honey I was like can you please undo my freaking like I'm gonna pass out (laughs) I literally cannot like he was trying to like pick me up I could not move like my head was on the ground and I was like this is so embarrassing and I was trying to like keep it on there for as long as I could but I was just like Janai just just take the goddamn sock off my wrist so I made him take it off of me and he was like really babe so that that's my really long short ridiculous antidote no I really I really like that so it's funny about a sock and I'm guessing this is not how he did this but like I am sort of picturing like the sock being fitted over your hands. Like if you put your hands in a clapping motion and like just sock all yes. the way up to your elbow, then you really can't use them. Whereas like That's obviously I guess with wrists, if your wrists are confined and they're in front of you, then you could use your hands, which is like potentially True. an alternative. But if they're behind you, like that's tough. <laughs> I I had a similar situation where um, we have this – purple armchair um it's like purple and velvet it's very it's like unintentionally very sensual we bought it I think it was yeah it was my partner's before we lived together he just likes purple he's a flamboyant guy but um uh we were doing like a very teasy sensual night of love making a while back where like he he was very much in charge and I was similarly like confined in some way I don't remember if it Mm. was where my hands were exactly. But yeah, I, I like didn't have full use of my appendages and I was blindfolded. Ooh. And um, yeah, which all 10 out of 10, it was a great night. But at one point I I was bent over the back of the armchair. And again, because I didn't have my hands to like hold me sta- like stable. Right. Because he was, I don't know if he was like using a toy or if we were just fucking but like because he was behind me I was like you know moving leverage. yeah right. moving as one does during penetration of whatever variety and I was like my like I'm gonna pass out like the blood is rushing to my head in a way that I can't control right now because I can't hold myself up and I was sort of like this is super hot but like literally any other position like bend me over in any other way but like the way that this chair has my head dangling right now is not good like I'm gonna be unconscious here in a minute like that's not hot so <laughs> yeah completely oh. relate but I like I like that I don't know I mean it sounds like he had an idea and he just ran with it and you yeah. were excited to be a part of it. And that's really what it's all about. <laughs> right. And it was fun. But yeah, I was like, yep, I need my arms a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I feel like no matter how like large your partner's penis is as well, like hands are just such a big – because I don't mind yeah. having my face fucked. Like that's that's okay if it's the type of – encounter i've signed up for within reason right. like i don't, I don't want to be like you know porn level of gagging mm. like that that doesn't do that doesn't do it for me but 
it is nice just to have your hands because otherwise your mouth gets tired, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much my lips can do. (laughs) Right, right. And then it's just like the, yeah, just all the motion. It's like you really, I never realized how much I needed and used my hand. So it was interesting. Yeah. Have you ever done this number? I don't even know how to describe it for for people listening in. Obviously, Janae and I can see each other's faces. But like if you don't have your hands accessible to you during a blowjob and you like drop the penis not I mean obviously it's hard so it's not like going all the way down but like yes. if it kind of like swings away from you I've definitely done the like <laughs> the like, for apples yeah truly <laughs> like holding my mouth open and like trying to recatch it and then he yeah. just has to like hold his penis for me because <laughs> my hands are like and I think this has happened actually when I'm on all fours or something where I'm using my hands for stability and I'm trying to like catch right. catch a fly in my mouth and the fly is my penis. Um, yeah, it just there's so many reasons why hands are important. Agreed. Um. Okay. Well. Well. On that. On that. Great start. Um. Why don't we Why don't we backtrack a little bit again? Uh, my listeners are potentially new to you and your content, so uh, why don't you give us a little introduction? Um, you know, who are you? Where you been? Where you going? Um, and how do you identify? Whatever that means to you. Yes. So I would say I am a dog loving, social butterfly podcaster who really loves like destigmatizing topics and normalizing taboo topics. Mm. And I just love talking about things that people don't normally talk about and making it normal and comfortable and just kind of having fun while we do it. Yeah. That is obviously very much up my alley. Um, I feel like your podcast has covered so many topics. Um, I looked this morning and now can't even remember how many podcast episodes you have out now but like every every facet of sex dating and honestly just like self-exploration I feel like so many of the guests you have on and so many of the topics that you cover are about uh, introspection and exploration um and and like human existence obviously all those things lead into who we are as sexual beings and and who we are in relationships but some of them are just about health and wellness um or life and I love that well thank you and I do yeah I do cover a lot and I think I think that's what makes it fun too because it's like I love having people that can share their story and if I can help one person out there like make them feel more normalized or realize that their pleasure should be prioritized or teaching them what sex toy that they you know should start with or what have you just whatever whatever comes to mind and I think I think just having a platform to be able to use our voice is so so important and that's why I love podcasting and I have met so many amazing incredible people um through this whole process and you know, I'm just so glad to be here today and chatting with you again because I absolutely love our conversation. So yes, I feel like um, you and I share this programming, I guess, of like sex, sex, sex. Like mm. n- not not that the, we don't have personality um, traits like besides that, but I think like from from speaking with you and listening to your show, I feel like we we share this origin story of like we've always been the sex friend 
always yeah. like to talk about it as soon as we could. We, we were thinking a lot about it. We were brainstorming and like, um, you know, whatever, like my body, your body, other people's bodies, toys, positions. It's all like top of mind. We're curious about it all the time. And like, um, I think that that's, um, I mean, fun, right? I feel like there should be more oh, people, yeah. more people like us in the world. You know what I mean? Just talking about sex all the time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think, um, well, I'm curious really like what your podcast origin story is. Like I prop, I mean, for me at least, I thought about having a podcast for so long before actually starting one and, and what it ended up looking like um, evolved over the years of me brainstorming. And I'm curious to hear sort of what that journey looked like for you. Yeah. So really it started with going on 20 first dates in 2019 before I met my fiance. Absolutely not. (laughs) It was a lot. It was a lot. And I wrote all of them down, like their stories, you know, how the date went, was it good? Was it bad? All this, if they did something weird or said something a little off. Um, And I was like, what am I going to do with this information? And I would listen to other podcasts. And then I thought to myself, well, Janae, why don't you, just create a podcast and I kind of mulled it over for a while and I always thought will I write a book will I do a podcast and funny enough ironically enough I started writing my book last week believe it or not so that's in the works that's in the works hopefully I actually publish it but we will see but anywho so so, yeah I'm very excited so went on so many first dates and I was like I need to share this with the world and then of course coinciding with that I was always like you said the sex the sex friend like when I you know first started having sex like I would go to high school and I'd just be like I would just talk about it with people and people would like come to me if they had like a question or like Mm -hmm. what have you and I thought I I love that because I want to be the person who you know my friends feel comfortable enough to come with me you know or come to me I should say (laughs) come with me (laughs) Freudian um, slip there <laughs> literally <laughs> and just be that person that they can open up to and get advice and not feel the judgment because I know you know there's some people out there who are very judgmental about sex which I never really understood yeah. because we all are here because two people had sex for the most yeah. part yeah yeah at the very least there may have been other people present we don't even know right right <laughs> right so yeah I kind of just thought like you said brainstorming the podcast coming up with ideas topics like just all this stuff and then I finally kicked it off April of 2021 and then here we are almost two years later still going strong so it's just been my favorite thing I might have ever done in my life so far I love that yeah I think like you have amazing podcast stamina uh my listeners know this is like I take I I release episodes the first seven months of the year and then I take the last five I also teach sex ed on the weekends and I do that more in the latter half of the year so it's sort of my chance Mm -hmm. to focus on teaching because doing both teaching sex ed and podcasting is a lot um but I I do I I take a break and then I spend time recording while I'm not releasing and I give myself a chance to not get burnt out and you have amazing podcast stamina because I feel like you never miss a beat you always have amazing content like I never feel like you are 
um dragging you know like some podcasters you're kind of like oh you know she's done like she's 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 checking out you know what I mean or like yeah you you get it um and I I'm so impressed by that and I feel like that's an that's an testament to um how much you love it well thank you that's literally so sweet and I really (laughs) I have been cranking it out I've taken like very small breaks but I'm like I love to be two months ahead and that is a very high high standard that I have for myself but I'm like only a month ahead right now so we're, we're trying to get back on track stress it I mean I'm always happy to just show up and talk about whatever you know oh. what I mean. <laughs> Girl, we gotta do another one because my people love you I'm telling you uh all of our episodes are on my top 10 so we kill it amazing this is this is why you're here I'm trying to get I'm trying to get you in my top 10 <laughs> yes. gotta reciprocate yes um so podcast you lo- you launched my naked mindset in 2021. You have had um, a couple of significant life changes slash life chapters since then. So uh, first, you got engaged. You've mentioned this. Um, yes. Congratulations! Um, I, saw, I saw the engagement pics on your Instagram, looking good. Um, and you also turned 30. I did. Which jealous. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 27 and I'm desperate to be 30. Um, because one, I have baby face and I am desperate to be old enough to where maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> You're so cute. Oh my gosh. Thank you. But, um, is, is it because of my baby face that I'm so cute though? <laughs> no, I think, I think that you just have such a beautiful face. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I You're see what cute. you're saying. You look, you have that like young face, but I don't think it's a bad thing by any means. Dude, I get carded so often and people are really mm-hmm. rude when they card me and that's that's part like people are always like there's no way you can buy alcohol and I was like bitch I have been oh buying God. alcohol for so long at this point that's so frustrating yeah I have been I've been carded at like an 18 plus concert anyway <gasps> yeah yeah don't don't worry about it don't worry about it um <laughs> so desperate to be 30 um but in your uh, 30th birthday podcast episode, which is a while ago now um, for you, but I remember it, um, you talk about people pleasing and mm-hmm. um, things that you have learned uh, and ways that you grew in your 20s and, and more recently. Um, on a similar note, either as it pertains to that people-pleasing component, I feel like that must be part of it. But in general, like, what are some things that you've learned about yourself through podcasting or since you've started the podcast? Mm, that is a good question. I would definitely say, like, really prioritizing what makes me happy. Because, like, there, there'll be some times, I won't lie to you, that I'll be like, oh, I really don't know if I feel like recording this tonight. But I have another person on the end, the other end that's also probably waiting for me and excited for me. And I have never gone out of a podcast, just like they say about this at the gym, you never get out of a workout and you're like pissed off. I never get off a podcast and I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I didn't do that. Or, you know, I wish that I, you know, we just didn't record tonight. Like I'm always so happy. And I just like, I literally, my face usually hurts from smiling so much. And that brings me so much joy so I would say prioritizing what makes me truly happy at the end of the day and then I would say really it's I mean and I guess coinciding with that kind of holding myself accountable like 
all right, Janae, like (laughs) you have to do all this stuff for the podcast today. And like, really, and that's also like, I'm a very organized, structured person, write tons of notes and just planners Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I think it's really shown me like, you know what, if you really want to do something, like you put your mind to it and like all of your energy and you can do anything. Like, did I really think that I was going to start my book last week? No, but here (laughs) I was, I wrote like three pages and I was like, who am I? (laughs) So it's, it's a really, it's been such a cool journey to just really kind of grow with it. Like you, like you were saying, just like learning more about yourself and just being able to kind of because I can look back at on all of my episodes and like listen to them and just like even the journey throughout the beginning to now it's like it's really really cool to see the whole progress yeah yeah for sure and I feel like hopefully for listeners at least this is something that I enjoy about listening to podcasts but I'm biased as a podcaster um I I feel like listeners feel that growth and like enjoy growing with you and seeing you grow and like how your presence in an episode changes over time. I feel like that's part of the fun, at least for me um, as a listener and a content creator. Um, Yeah, no, I think um, it's interesting. I am also very like, so I obviously, as people know, have a full-time corporate job and I have to be like very organized Uh, in that role. And I have a bunch of to-do lists and it's all organized in different categories and color-coded and stuff like that. And I feel like um, that definitely helps keep something like a podcast feasible. Because if you you don't have the ability to like put in the work and prepare um, to record or to, you know, grow something over time, it's, um, it's really overwhelming really quickly. Oh, I totally agree. And it's, and it's a lot like I think people think like, oh, you like record and it's kind of easy. But it's like, no, there's so much, so much work that goes into a podcast. And I know you can completely relate to that. Yeah, it's a lot, especially if you're a a one woman show, Um, which I am so I mean, I really wanted when I was brainstorming a podcast, I well, first I when I first started thinking about podcasting, I wanted to focus on um it was still it's still under the idea of of normalizing um you know varied experiences being queer inclusive being kink and fetish friendly but like i had had a, some really specific experiences online i can, and i may have talked about that in my naked mindset but i don't recall now but like i wanted it to be uh like driven by the types of interactions people source online from online dating to reddit Mm. hookups to like like kind of a you know sex in a modern world and then i sort of started expanding it because obviously like that's a pretty limited topic um but i always wanted at least like one co-host or for a while i was trying to get uh my partner and like this other couple who were best friends with for like the four of us to do a show and i was like let's make it happen and i was sort of like you know what um if you're gonna make this happen it has to be you no right. one is ever going to be in as in love with this project as you are. It's been in your head for too long and you will make connections along the way and people will support you. But like, this has got to be you. And that was scary for me doing something on my own like that and taking ownership uh, by myself. Um, and that accountability piece, I think, was very intimidating for me. But yeah, it's amazing what you can accomplish uh, with the right mindset. 
100%. I, and I can relate to that too. Cause when I first started thinking about it, I was like, do I want a co-host? Like I, I had talked to like a few of my friends even, but exactly what you said is yes. no one is going to be as into it as you are. And also I think scheduling and just like, it can get really messy. And I think I was, and this might sound weird, but I was always concerned that what if I did more work than the other person and then they kind of didn't want to do it anymore, but I was still like all in. And then I said, you know what, tonight, just do it on your own and have guests because that is like kind of the best of both worlds. And you don't have to like rely. I hate to say this, but you don't have to rely on someone else. Just like all the things. Cause who knows? I think a lot of people when they do podcasts together, um, and, you know, I've seen it on, you know, some of my journey of, you know, it's two people, but then like they get in a fight or like something happens or like one person's really into it. And then their podcast is just like living rent free on the internet and just empty now. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. And I feel like, um, you know, and I'm sure you feel this too. Like there are so many, I feel like there's a weird co- cohort of sex podcasters that all started like kind of around the same time. Like I started January yeah. of 2021, you were April, their sex yeah. ed with Tim is a recurring guest on my show. And I've been on his several times. Like he started around the same time too. Like there are a bunch of us that like noodled on this during lockdown. And then eventually we're like, yeah. okay, 2021, we're going to do it. And I feel like we have each other's backs, right? Like we're oh, unofficial, totally. unspoken co-hosts because we exist in the same realm at sort of the same podcast age um and that is like at least for me I've made this up in my head this doesn't exist like (laughs) as far as I know but like we're an unspoken community yeah Um, totally I love it I love I know I just I love the community too it's it's just it makes you feel so like open and and just like wanted and needed like I have Mm -hmm. your back and we are doing similar things and I'm here for you I'm here for you. So it feels nice. I totally agree. Yeah. Wow. So wholesome, more wholesome than I usually am on the show. Um, <laughs> back, back to sex. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, but actually, but actually my next question for you is um, of all the topics you've covered, um, what is your favorite sexy topic and why? Oh gosh. That is such a hard <laughs> question. Um, I'm not sorry. Favorite. Oh God. This is actually such a hard question. I mean, I honestly love talking about spicing it up. I think that's one of my favorite things just because every single time I ask that to someone, it's like they have a, you know, a different answer, which I think is always so much fun and just like how to keep it alive. And um, I just feel like there's so, there's so much things you can do to spice it up so it's kind of like Mm -hmm. inclusive and just like it can be so many different things um and I would say honestly like I love a blowjob topic I feel like that's always fun and oh and then a sex bucket list I'm actually gonna make one tomorrow with my partner um I'm really really excited and just like I'm so excited excited to see what he has and then like what we well, like what I want and then like kind of combine them and do some together so I'm really excited about that I have two reactions one you've excellently segued into uh my next series of questions um Love. through the first topic of spicing it up so hold for that but we're totally on the same wavelength um 
I love your sex bucket list idea. Um, I have like we we've talked about doing that. We haven't yet, but one thing we did do uh, is for the holidays we created our own like twelve days of sexmas, where we each got to. There was Love Honey was having a big massive sale, and their inventory is, I'm sure, as you know, ink, like giant. So mm-hmm. there was no risk of us getting the same things, but basically we each separately were allowed to to buy six things, toys or accessories, and then we did like a like a twelve days of sexmas. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that was really fun because there were we were totally on the same page, but there was no actual like product overlap, which was oh really gosh. fun. Cool. And so yeah, and that was a really cool activity highly recommend um we still haven't gotten through even like it the, what we got is like just too much to do it in 12 days back to right, back. like right. you, you just can't use it, all of those toys in one go like my body would be my body his <laughs> body everyone's bodies would be like really overwhelmed it'd be i'd be yeah so we haven't gotten through all of them but like that's really fun activity um, to do with a partner as well. So just as an aside. And I feel like you don't even have to make it like a Christmas thing or a holiday thing. You could yeah. Whenever there's a, a big sale as well, because I think we both we right. both spent under like 150 bucks. That's amazing. Oh mm-hmm. my God, I love yeah. that idea. That is Hashtag stupid. accessible. I mean, like not really. That's still kind of a lot of money. But like still, like it was it was compared to easily spending $500 on right. a sex shop for a bunch of stuff. So... Um, okay, so you, as you know, and as, as the listeners uh, probably have picked up by now or have also been told pretty directly, um, we're both in long-term monogamous relationships. Um, you just mentioned uh, that spicing it up is one of your favorite topics. Um, and I don't know about you, but my sex life has changed a lot since I started the podcast, both because of things I've learned about myself and about sex in general, um, but also, I guess, because my relationship is three years older. Um, so i um, curious about um, if you've noticed changes in your sex life or like things that you've implemented um, because of the podcast um, mm-hmm. or things that you've – yeah, just curious as to like what that's looked like for you. Yeah, I would say I definitely, like, when I get, like, a really, really good tip, I will most likely, like, listen to the podcast again and then mostly go in, go initiate it because I think, I think it's really fun to just get so many different ideas from people. Like, the, for instance, the, the light thing from you. I was, like, I literally went to the store, <laughs> I went to the store and I bought the freaking lights and there's so many different colors and every color is a different vibe and I was blown away by that. So I think definitely it's fun because I get so many different ideas. And then also like on the pleasure side, just like trying up different positions when you're, mm-hmm. you know, self-pleasuring and obviously lubes and, you know, self-pleasuring in the shower and just like all these different things that, you know, I might have not have thought about. Um, So I think just like really being able to hear someone else's story and then like maybe or experience or whatever adventure and kind of just like bring a few of those into my own sex life has been really really fun and when I do like these types of episodes like 
it really just makes my mind like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting. I got to go try <laughs> this. And it just makes it, it makes it more exciting. I love that. How does your fiance feel about um, like you ending a recording call and immediately like going in, <laughs> implementing a, a sex practice or accessory or something like that? Like, is he like, hell yeah, like I'm on board. Is he like, I roll classic Janae. Uh, like, what, what does that look like? <laughs> so I would say he's usually pretty open to it. I mean, I think we've tried a butt play only once, and he was kind of, like, iffy about it. Okay, but other fair. than that, I feel like he's really, like, open to pretty much everything that, you know, I'm kind of into, so... which is I nice. mean, hey, compatibility. That's, that's yeah. crucial. If that weren't the case, you know red flag but yeah. uh <laughs> time to hit the road jack <laughs> yeah <laughs> me choking because i'm laughing um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no exactly i i feel like sometimes i when i get off of a recording and i have um a, a thought or i want to like gauge my partner's reaction to something i'm almost like sheepish like normally i'm so like in a social setting it's so funny like i'm in you know i'm playing game night with my friends and we're all sipping beer and I'm like unafraid to be like yeah I talked to a podcast guest about this crazy thing and like you know my partner's just like yep that's it (laughs) but for some reason when it's like just me and him and when we're home and I like get out off of a recording I I like approach him like hey so I you know just had this really great interview and like I you know the guest mentioned this thing and I was just really curious if you wanted to try that sometime definitely I totally get it it, there's so many different things that we can explore. It's like, I just want to know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I've encountered in sex content and podcasting, and I'm curious if you have as well, is the idea of maintenance sex. Mm. Have you heard this term or like noodled on this concept at all? Wait, you might need to enlighten me on this a little bit because I don't know if I've okay. heard of it. Yeah. So it's, not anything revolutionary it's just like a term used to describe like the sex that you have that isn't an ordeal Mm. so you know sure like sometimes I get home from work and my partner has lit candles and laid out all of the sex toys on the bed and like blindfolds me ties me up ooh la la you know like or we role play or um you know it's just more there's just more involved. Um, Mm. And then sometimes there's the, we're both like kind of already half asleep. It's a Wednesday night. Like we kind of just fuck and then, you know, we're, we're getting it done. And then sort of like nice, nice, sweet, cool. Good night. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, totally. and so, and I guess I hadn't thought about sex in those contexts as much Mm. um and now I'm like obsessed with the idea of maintenance sex because I'm in a long-term relationship um I would say yeah I mean I definitely feel like we have like our spicy moments or Mm -hmm. like we do try out different things and there's some points where it's like all right let's have a quickie before we go out (laughs) on Saturday morning (laughs) Yeah, literally, like, I have a bunch of errands to run. I'm not going to have time to have an orgasm later. So, like, this yeah. is it. Right. 100%. Yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I don't know if you felt this way. For me, like, when 
my sex life with my partner transitioned to having more maintenance sex, I was self-conscious. Mm. Um, yes. Sort of like, oh, no, like, am I losing my edge? Have you experienced that as well? Or is that a me thing? Yes, 100%. We've definitely gone into lulls before. I think mm-hmm. we're actually in one kind of right now. It's like our dog, I-, I think, and I'm blaming it on the dog, but I really need yeah. to stop saying that. But <laughs> the dog sleeping with us is really getting to the point where I'm like, our sex life is is really just not as often as I would like it to be and how it was in the past. And he actually mentioned it the other day and I was like, all right, we got to do something about that. I'm so I glad you said that because we, when we adopted the puppy, we, I mean, the puppy was keeping us up because we adopted like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was up two or three times a night. Yeah. Ha- whining and he's crate trained. So he's not in our, he's not in our bedroom um, and he's not in our bed, which does help. But like, mm-hmm. even now, if we have sex after puppy's bedtime, gotta be silent. Yes. And that's it's a tough. lot. And I don't, I don't know if this happened to you, but I like often accidentally make eye contact with my cat during sex. <laughs> or they're barking at the door. That's kind of the worst. She, my dog does that. I'm like, I just pretend it's not, not happening, but I'm like, it's there. <laughs> so do you like put her in the hallway and close the door, but she's like, she can't handle it. So she just barks all the time. Yes. She doesn't bark the whole time, but like, at the beginning she'll be like pissed off and I'm like Roxy and then every I swear she knows what we're doing because then when we're done we open the door and she like like I'm literally like peeing on the toilet and she like comes up to me and she like smells me she's like I know what you were just doing mom (laughs) why did you let why did you let dad do that to you mom (laughs) yeah yes yeah no I yeah I have the same thing so I feel like the the lulls and the changes are normal but like to your point I feel like there's a difference between like trying to spice things up because you're in a panic and like keeping things Mm -hmm. fun and exciting because you enjoy exploring things with a partner yes 100% I completely agree yeah um okay so what is the most (laughs) big life questions (laughs) what is the most sexually transformative experience you've had since starting your podcast Ooh, that is such a good question i would say having a new toy Mm. and having him not even like me you know initiating him going in my drawer putting on the lube and like doing it while eating me out that was probably the most and I know that sounds like basic, but no, I wasn't awesome. expecting it because he like, like we've played with toys before, but to get my new one, like he knew which one it was and like he put it on and I was like, oh shit. Cause I, we hadn't played with it before. And I was like, this is probably, and the lights were on too, which obviously was just a vibe and, <laughs> and we had candles. Wow. There was just something about him taking the initiative. Yeah to go ahead and do that without me saying it or like just whipping it out kind of thing like it was so fucking hot yeah no I love love when I get like a sexy surprise let me clarify if 
if my partner were to like randomly stick it in my ass no absolutely not like there's some things you mm. should prepare for but something like 100. that is 10 out of 10 like being yeah. being prepared for pleasure but not necessarily what that is gonna look like is so much fun um good for him i know i was so proud and i think just like <laughs> also in different spots because i find that when you always do it in the bedroom or you always, you know, I don't know. Sometimes we've done it in the kitchen, which is really, really fun. But I'm trying to think. There was, I think it was last summer. We were, like, on this little, like, trail through the woods. And it was kind of, like, there was, it was, I wouldn't say it was busy, but there was definitely people there. And all of us, and I was wearing a dress with sneakers mm. on, cute look. But he literally just, like, pulled up my dress in the middle of the walking path and we just started having sex and I was, like, kind of nervous, but it was, like, that hot nervous where you're, like, are we gonna get caught? Is someone gonna see us? (laughs) And it was so hot because of that feeling of, like, oh my gosh, like, that anticipation and I just think trying it in different spots and, and even if it's in your house, like, you don't have to go out and do some crazy ass shit in public, but I think like, if you haven't like done it in your guest bedroom or you haven't done it on your recliner specifically or the kitchen table, yeah, put up a leg on your, you know, your dining room chair, like just keeping it fun and interesting. And even if you have to like walk out, like you're literally naked, like walking out into the living room, like I want to go do it in the living room and try this, 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 like, I think just like keeping it really interesting is like probably one of the best things and tips that I feel like helps you know couples have fun yeah I love that I'm a big proponent of like weird corners of the house not that weird I guess because it's still in my house but yeah like I don't know well one this this particular velvet purple armchair that I've already mentioned has been like in several different rooms of our house at different points as we've like you know rearranged and whatever um And so, like, even, like, moving a piece of furniture has – and then having sex in the same piece of furniture, but just, like, the positions that we opt into based on, like, where the chair is have all been different. Um, And there's something really fun about that because it's not crazy. Like, I'm in my living room or I'm in my bedroom or, like, in my guest bedroom or whatever. But, like, yeah, it's – it feels different. And also, like, I – have gotten I, I think I would have been nervous about this you know five years ago or, or more but like I've gotten in the habit of um or I guess just comfortable with like standing up naked during sex sometimes and like holding yes. my hand out and being like hey we're gonna go you know to the couch or we're gonna go to the wh- whatever like a just a yeah. different like a different locale to accommodate whatever type of play we're doing totally yeah and it's there's just something about and even on the floor like in my bedroom when I was telling that story that I opened up with yeah that was in our bedroom but we maybe have had sex maybe once or twice on the ground but like it was just like a different part of the the floor so it was was different and it sounds silly oh and then mirrors yeah I think and it was in front of a mirror too which I completely forgot to say but I think that's something that can make you feel very vulnerable in the moment but it's so hot to really be like watching yourself like have sex yes I feel like um especially if you have a you or your partner are like voyeury or like are really into porn I feel like having a Mm -hmm. mirror is a great component to add 
where like you can get a full view front and back um which is a lot of visual stimuli which obviously i mean again yeah it can be vulnerable to your point but like can also be super fucking hot super hot yeah one thing that we've done in the last year maybe is having a uh like a naked sunday Ooh. where like if we can we'll have like a couple of hours where like we go about our day like we're just at home we we close all the all the blinds too because we have like a uh we live on like a main street in the city and so like there are like shops across like like you know pedestrians could look up right. and see us. so we close <laughs> all the blinds and that's when i know it's like oh, okay it's a, it's a sexy sunday um and then like we just like you know no, we don't do anything like you know we're not cooking meals like i don't want you anyone to risk like getting hot oil on their naked body or anything right. unless, unless you're really into that but like eh. um but like yeah like we're just like watching tv and having a cup of coffee or like um you know just cuddling hanging out and then slowly start teasing each other and then it escalates to sex but because you're already naked it sort of just lends mm-hmm. itself to being at least for us aroused without having to actually initiate any foreplay like there's nothing going on other than us just being naked in each other's presence um that's and that's really fun yeah 10 out of 10 recommend that as well that's so much fun I've actually this is super random but you just reminded me when I was in high school my high school boyfriend and I were doing that same thing I don't even know how we got away with this but it was in my parents house they were not home nice amazing we decided that we were going to bake some brownies but before the brownies even got in the oven we decided to play with said brownie batter and we like put some like on our bodies and like (laughs) It was a very, very messy, but it was very, very fun, I have to say. That's really, well, <laughs> one, wholesome, weirdly, because I feel like being in high school, like, what a, yeah. like, as an adult, like, ooh, kinky, but, like, as a teenager, you're like, right. oh, exploration, yay. Um, <laughs> or at least, like, wrong. that's how I think about it. Like, whenever I talk to the youth that I teach about sex, I'm like, you can do weird stuff, it's okay, as long as, long as everyone's consenting and respecting each right. other, like, you can play with whatever. Um, oh, I love within, it. Within reason, obviously. Um, I get questions that are like, can I put this inside me? It's like, no, you can't oh, do that. Gosh. Or like, if you're gonna, yeah, I mean, or like, can I put my dick in this? No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny that you say that too, though, because uh, actually, when I first had penis and vagina sex, he and I baked chocolate chip cookies before we were alone at my mother's house. So I love that. something so about something about high schoolers and baked goods, man. Right. Really get, getting it going. That's so funny. That is so funny. I yeah. love it. Um, so at the end of my naked mindset, you do this or that questions. I do. Has anyone ever asked you? This or that questions on a podcast? I only did, um, it was a more like just questions at the end, like rapid fire dating questions, but I've never done this or that. I may or may not have prepared some for you because oh I was God, like, I Janae, Janae asks me really great this or that question. So maybe I'll ask her a couple. I love this. This or that. Um, and I feel like your, your intro story may be like, covered some context on this but like traditional doggy style or being upright and bent over something Ooh, bent over something can i get your reasoning i would say because i feel like 
sometimes I feel like I'm I'm very tall and my fiance is also tall. So I feel like I can like move my legs in certain positions that it hits different, if that makes sense. Oh, it does make sense. I see. I feel like I, because I'm shorter than my partner, um, I'm, I'm an average height, um, <laughs> solid five, six on a good day. Um, and I often have to like be kind of on my tippy toes when I'm bent over something. Uh, like I prefer the way it feels vaginally, but mm-hmm. sometimes my calves are getting like a really massive workout. That's true. That's true. But because you're tall, you probably don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like I'm 5'8". He is 6'1". So it's like okay. pretty close, but. Yeah. Yeah. My partner is is six foot and a half ish. So yeah. Um, those extra inches help. Okay. Interesting. Um, mutual masturbation or him using a toy on you? Oh. That's such a hard one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say mutual masturbation because I think it's it's so hot to see how each other plays. And I think that's really fun. Yeah, I feel that way too. And it's intimate. It is. Okay, so super secret sex, like like people are in your house and you're having to be like ultra silent in a closet or public like i don't know you're wearing a cute sundress and sneakers and your fiance lifts your dress up on the trail <laughs> Ooh, i think both of those are so hot too in their own mm-hmm. i feel like i'm gonna go for public only because i think it's just so it's so insane like what's gonna happen next so i'm gonna say that i love that um I've never been quite as bold as you on the trail front. And I feel like maybe I'm going to have to like, I've been, I've had a lot of car sex, but I don't know if you can count that. (laughs) See, believe it or not, I've never had sex in a car. I've given head in a car, but I've not penetrated in a car and it is on my list. That's on my sex bucket list. The first time I had an orgasm during sex, it like, as in, not being fingered by someone. Cause that was for a long time, the only way that I'd had an orgasm besides masturbation first time was when i was having car sex oh that's a good memory i was 17 years old and it was after homecoming (laughs) i love that for you still wearing my homecoming dress just hiked it on up and sat on the d and there it was amazing i actually love that (laughs) i feel like that's that's my preferred car sex position i know people do doggy and other stuff i feel like you know you on top it's just the easiest thing definitely um okay Another hard one. I feel like some of these are like on a spectrum and some of them are sexy but not related. Um, Dirty talk or impact play? Ooh. I'm going to have to go for dirty talk. That's probably like my kryptonite. I'm obsessed. I thought you might say that, especially because I know that you're trying to like ramp up the sexting in your life as well. Mm -hmm. There's just something about it. Like if you tell me how how good I look or how sexy and what is happening and it's it just it brings it to another level for me I love that I feel like you have I mean I don't know how you categorize yourself I feel like from what I've heard you have submissive vibes Mm-hmm. 100% yeah I feel like um those of us especially women who like to have a lot of organization and control in our lives like to let it the fuck go in the bedroom so 
I feel that. That's so me. Um, okay, this was really fun, Janae. I feel like um, we just hung out. That was my goal is for yeah. us to, you know, just be ourselves and talk about sex in your show. And um, we accomplished that. So yay us. Um, I know that you have um, a website. You have a Facebook group, a whole bunch of things. So um, why don't you kind of let folks know where to find you, uh, any uh, promos you'd like to do? Let us know. Yes. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It was so much fun. Yes. You can find me anywhere on My Naked Mindset. On I am on Facebook. My Facebook group is called My Naked Mindsetters. I am on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Amazing. And on my Instagram bio, you can find my uh, website, which I do have some cute merch going on. So definitely check it out. And yeah, my my um, personal page is at Jazzy Janae May. Amazing. And then you have one uh, one key recommendation for listeners, something that they should try. Yes. So the brand is called Vibes Only. It's actually the Girls Gotta Eat podcast oh. sex toy line. So they actually have a erotic audio app that also connects Bluetooth to the sex toys that they, they offer. So it's like a, it's like a, a sexy, like basketball player, or I don't know, they have a ton of different videos and they actually connect to your, your toy. So like when he's like being all seductive, like it might be like buzzing really low, but then when it gets into the storyline, like it goes kind of wild. So it like goes to the story, which I think is amazing. They do have some lubes, but my personal favorite thing that Vibes Only has is called the Blowjob Gel. Now, it is not a lubricant. It should not be inserted into a vagina, but you use it on a penis and it tastes incredible and can really just spice up the whole blowjob experience. And it's nice because it literally tastes so good. What does it taste like? Is it sweet? Is it, what is it? Yeah. So they have a couple different flavors. The one that I personally have is mango and it's, I'm not kidding. So good. They have like vanilla frosting and I think like passion fruit. And I'm telling you, unbelievable. Highly recommend. They turned the dick into a popsicle. I'm pumped. (laughs) Hell yeah. I've been trying to do that my whole life. (laughs) That That sounds awesome. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely the kind of person who like when I, watch porn and masturbate i'm like trying to time my orgasm with the peaks of the the porno and that's difficult and so if you have something that's like literally technology technologically programmed to do that for you that's innovative as fuck it is and also they came out with this new thing that it tells you when your sex toy is like the battery is low which I think is incredible, which I think every freaking, because no one wants their toy to die in the middle of their session. No, and it happens all the time. Yeah. I'm really good about it. And I still, it's it's because I have too many toys that I have outlets in my bedroom. Like no power strip can accommodate. Like there have been times where I'm like reaching into the nightstand. Oh, that one's dead. Oh, that one's dead. Oh, that one's dead. Oh. And then it's just, okay. Such a buzz yeah. kill. <laughs> Totally. Um, wow, that sounds awesome. Uh, I will definitely link uh, to those products in the show notes as well so people can check it out. But that was Janae's seal of approval on a number of 
feisty things you can invest yes. in. So add that right. to your your 12 days of sex miss. Yes, love. Yeah, they have lubes too, but that amazing blowjob gel. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Okay. I'll 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 that's my thing for tonight. I'll go back into the living room and say, "Hey babe, just heard about this thing. What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Janae, you are amazing. We always have so much fun. Everyone, go listen to My Naked Mindset. Uh, check out uh, Janae's Instagram and all of the social medias linked below. Um, Janae, I will catch you next time because we're going to want to hear more about that book. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs>